Hi, I'm your host, Karina Gantis, and you're listening to a special edition of Behind the Pen for the NAPOD POMO National Podcast Post Month. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Karina Gantis, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Pen. My special guest today is Karen McFarlane. Karen McFarland, nearly got the name wrong there. Um, Behind the pen is for anyone who holds a pen. It can be an illustrator, an artist, a writer, an author, a musician, an editor, a tattooist, anyone who holds a pen. So uh, before I uh, start my interview, I always do about me because why not? I am a published author of 14 books. I'm a award-winning filmmaker. I'm a podcaster, YouTuber, booktuber. I run Author Assist, which helps authors uh, with their marketing and promotion, everything from brainstorming an idea right through to promoting and marketing the book online. I'm also the host of the Author Assist show on the Artist First Radio Network. Enough about me. Back to my wonderful guest, Karen McFarlane. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, actually, my pen name is KM. KM, your yeah. author name, yeah, KM McFarland. Wonderful. Yeah. For for people, uh, they should know me and Karen have known each other for many many years, and this is the first time we've seen because we're looking at each other now, but you can't yeah. see that. But it's the first time we've seen each other, and the first time that we've talked to one another. So we've got a lot to catch up on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so. Um, I always start from the beginning. Where did it happen for you? When when did you get that writing book? Because I know you're an author. They know you're an author now. Um, did it? Uh, did you? Were you writing at a young age? Did it start later on in life? Was it you went to creative classes? Did you do anything at university or college? I mean, how did it all start for you, Karen? Well, it all started, uh, I guess, probably when I was at um, when I was in college, and I did a paper for um, it was a speech class or English class or something I was in, and um, I got it back from the professor, and he hadn't read all the top of no, no, what is this? Looked at it. This is an excellent piece of journalism. You should really consider it as a career. <laughs> oh wow! Thought that much about writing before or anything, but you know, I. Um, I started, I guess, writing for small newspapers and stuff, nothing, you know, nothing major. Um, and um, just kind of got to really, really, I guess, got bit. And I never had the time at that point, you know, to really to start writing books or anything like that. You know, I was busy. I worked in public relations for a while, charitable organization, you know, promoting charitable events and stuff. Oh, wonderful. And uh, yeah, I've actually been in sales and marketing um so finally I got to the point where I was able to or I had a lot of time on my hands and I was able to sit down and you know maybe I'll write a book I've always wanted to write a book so let's just see how this works out and um I wrote Song of the Vampire I've always liked vampires you know and I know that (laughs) that New Orleans where I live where (laughs) the perfect place for a vampire tale yes of course I mean you know you come up kind of almost associate vampires you know with New, with Orleans. New Orleans yeah yeah you too and um yeah so I, I wrote that book and published it and kind of got 
some positive feedback. I was oh, this, this is okay. You know, maybe I'll, you know, write another one. <laughs> so um, that's when the series started, actually. It was only meant to be one book. Then I uh, went it always, always, always is supposed to be only always one book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then during COVID, my project was to go back and rewrite that book because when I started writing, I said, yeah, my style, it's not, that book isn't really me. It's not my style. It's an adaptation of a lot of other people. I, I was think, going you know? to say yeah, that because yeah, it was yeah, so know? many years since you wrote the first book. Have mm -hmm. you revised it since then? Because I've done yeah. the same with my first book. I did. That, that was my project during COVID. I said, I'm not going to write another one just yet. I'm going to perfect the ones I have, you know, so I, I um, decided to do that and I sent it to Reader's Favorite and got five-star reviews. So I was like, okay, I like this. This is going well. So and, uh, yeah, and, um, you know, I, I kind of revamped the second one I had to because, you know, it's the same story. It carries but, you know, on yet. Exactly. And then the third book, I didn't really have to do much to because that's kind of a standalone book almost. So, and then the next so book is Oh, I'm sorry. So what, what is it about vampires that you love? I think I read my first vampire novel, the Stephen King Salem's Lot. Oh, my God. Now, it wasn't the book for me. It was the actual program. I must have been about seven or eight when I watched it. It freaked me out. I never had the window open. I slept with a cover right up to my neck for the rest of my life up till now. <laughs> it, it was one of those films that just affected me all through my life and still does. Because maybe because I was too young to watch it, but when he's rat tapping on the window, it's your brother, let me in. He's flying, it's like, no, don't open that window. Oh my gosh, oh. It's, it's weird that both of us with Salem's lot, but mm -hmm. it's the first really, one. And wow. But and then I went on to become a huge Anne Rice fan. Um, I think I was passing a bookstore one day in 1986. I'm dating myself here. I love <laughs> you got the day. Wow. Yeah. I know in 1986 it was. And um, the book was like, the bookstore was just full of, you know, books like stacked up, the vampire status. I have to buy this book. And I, I read it and I loved it. I mean, it just, the modern day vampire, the whole concept of it, the whole idea, you know, I just fell in love with it. And I, I think she took like five years to write the next book. But, you know, the Queen of the Dam came out. I'm sitting here waiting and waiting. And finally, oh, what's the film of that? Fantastic. Uh, all of my books, I think the first several books are like first edition hardcover. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like waiting for them to come out, you know. And um, yeah, you know, and I just, I just, um, I think the idea of the modern day vampire is what really, you know, grabbed me. And it was just something different, something new. Sexy. You know, you think of uh, True Blood and you think of the originals and you think of Vampire Diaries and it's it's a, the, the sexual idea of, of a really good looking, I mean you can get ugly ones but not in books, they've got to be good looking vampires and um, just uh, the way they, they can seduce you with their eyes and they can make you do what you want and there yeah it's just it's just not the idea of drinking blood but it's the idea of the the whole lifestyle of a vampire and uh yeah I mean when these the tv series came out I mean I was absolutely addicted to them I haven't watched the originals much because uh after the vampire 
diaries uh, finished. Um, it wasn't, I don't think I really clicked with those characters to watch a separate, you know, program about them. Whereas I did with Damon and um, whatchamacallit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but True Blood, oh, I love True Blood from start to finish. That was, and that was really sexual. That was uh, like no 18 and overs, even though it was a, a really good storyline. Um, the author who wrote the books, um, oh, what was her name? Charlene, Charlene Thank Harris. Thank you. Thank you, Charlene Harris. <laughs> I don't know if she if she wrote the books meaning for them to be adult 18 and over and whether it was HBO that made the series into the adult erotics sort of thing. So it's, uh, I mean, are your books, would you say they're for adults or would you? Absolutely. Oh, they are absolutely. Oh, lovely. You were so straight on that. Okay. So I can imagine. Okay, wonderful. So tell me a little bit about the, the first book then, Song of the Vampire, especially the new version. I mean, what's the plot about? Well, first one came out, I was doing a book signing one time. A lady comes up to me and she's with her 12 year old and she says, I buy this for my daughter. I said, No, you don't. You don't want it for your daughter. I suggest, I strongly suggest you read this first before you give it to your daughter. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but yeah, let's see. The first book is uh, in the series, A Song of the Vampire. And, I, you know, um, I guess my vampires are a little, they're more modern day. Um, he's a little bit different approach to him. Um, he's a, actually, I guess, probably my genre is all over the place. <laughs> I'm sort of mashup. It's pretty much uh, vampire, rock star romance. Um, I would say ghosts, voodoo. You're in New Orleans. All the culture of New Orleans, everything. The culture of New Orleans, all mixed in. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's what these books are. The first one is um, um, my main character was a rock star in the 80s, 1989. He meets a mysterious woman and uh, after a show and um, he wakes up the next morning transformed into a vampire with no memory of the night before. And uh, he at the time has a wife and daughter Oh, wow. Uh, who's a baby at the time. So he divorces, you know, he just kind of mysteriously disappears and leaves his family. And, you know, he kind of turns into a recluse and he takes all his money and he buys a bar on Bourbon Street where he lives, you know, upstairs from the bar and um, called Vampire. So that's a whole V-A-M-P-Y-R, you know, that's the name of the bar actually where he um, lives. So his daughter, the story begins, his daughter grows up and she's has her own band and oh, she takes after plays in his nightclub one night and no. uh, the guy she she normally dealt with that would pay the band um she um looks for him and he's not there so she has to see the owner so that's how she meets up with her father and do they, they talk somehow like he makes an immediate connection yeah. He makes the connection, and of course, she doesn't think very much of him because her mother absolutely hated him. You know, she had no idea what actually happened, so she just yeah. thought he just left her, and you know, so um, she really doesn't have a high opinion of him. So he you know, does tell then, her then that he's he's her father. Well, the, the bar was like rumored to be a vampire bar. You know, it was rumored to have all of these things happen there and all, but uh, she didn't believe any of it. Yeah, that's not you know, that's not true. There's no such thing as vampires, and she meets him and. He, he feels like he's got a level with her. He's got to tell her, you know, and he can always wipe it out of her mind if she doesn't, you know, accept it. Yeah. So 
yeah, she, and she's like really cool with it. You know, she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so um, the, the book goes on from there where they, um, she has her, her painful past, he has his painful past. And so they kind of help each other battle their demons and, you know, um, don't tell them, give me the book away. No, no, um, you don't tell any spoilers. No. But so, yeah, that's what they do. And, you know, can, you know, they reconnect and, you know. That's awesome. It. And then the second book is, um, wow, we find out that he has another daughter. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. So this girl is, uh, oh, she's, she's, she's just, um, I have some Nashville, I was born in Nashville, so I have some Nashville influences too. So this girl is about to become the sweetheart of country music. You know, she, um, she finds her out daddy, about her yeah. and, her, and she, she thinks actually he, uh, he's invented himself as his son. I mean, because he, everybody knew who he was when he was, so he's his son of the rock star in the books. So because he hasn't aged any. So um, she thinks he's her brother. So, you know, she comes to New Orleans to meet her new family and, um later on she finds she finds out that she has a gift she can see and talk to the dead Ooh. she's a medium yeah Ooh. so um so he he passed so something on to her so she's gone from the sweetheart country music to vampires ghosts voodoo and you know all these other you know things and yeah and keep it in the family yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then the third book is kind of like, uh, it's a different story altogether, but it's all the same characters and, you know, it's sort of a continuation, but you can read that one without, you know. And, and in, in any story, there's always good versus evil. So where does the evil part come in, Karen? The evil part really comes in in book three. And, and when Evangeline, the evil witch, she's an evil vampire witch. And uh, she, well, I think the evil in book one is not really the evil <laughs> okay so yeah well it, it's it's kind of a plot twist in it so yeah no good i live so twist. yeah this, so um, there is yeah the evil but in the books and in the films and tv series and everything every time someone's sired a vampire they become the master so did the mistress of him actually teach him how to become a vampire and what to be expected or does she just eat him and then disappear to read the book to find that out oh, that's okay, I, yeah i okay. gotta read the book to find that out okay. i can't tell you because then you wouldn't have to read it like you know yeah no okay so <laughs> i got the idea yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I, I like i said when you're a, a fan of vampires like me and many many millions out there um it's hard to come up with uh an idea for a story that hasn't already been done there is a not a stereotype, but a, a cliche that belongs to vampires. So um, Twilight, sparkly vampires just didn't do it for me. That didn't work. I don't know where she got that idea from, how their skin could be sparkly in the sunlight. I mean, she must have, I would say she must be on drugs when she wrote that scene in, honestly. <laughs> no oh my god but then you've got you know the holy water the cross and then you've got other ones where nothing affects them and it was all done by dracula's novel and none of it is really true and really we we, we can go out in the sunlight as long as we wear this special ring or we can go out the sunlight for like half an hour and it won't affect us you know and there's the people uh, authors and writers and and uh, filmmakers whatever they use the cliche but then they build on it to make it 
a little bit different. So what makes your vampires different to the vampires that we know from the, the typical vampire? You know, I live, in, I live in a city where we have vampire legends. You know, if you come here, you can go on a vampire tour. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ghosts and vampires, every street corner in the French Quarter just about has a line with the tour guide going on, a, going on these tours every night. And um, if you go back and vampires of, you know, legend and vampires of history, you know, history, legend history and, and vampires of fiction, it's different. Mm. It's a they're vampires of fiction. I mean, you know, you know, I mean, we authors kind of twist things to to fit our story and to fit our purpose. And, you know, I did that with mine. Mine are, you know, not real. I mean, they 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 can come out in the daytime only with the, with an amulet. Okay, that only certain ones have, and that doesn't really come about until the second book. But otherwise, right. they can't come out in the daytime. Their fangs are really barely barely noticeable. Which one thing I learned is that vampires of, of legend, I mean, they go back thousands of years you know if you go back to history of all these places and they're not repelled by crosses because I mean they actually go back to when to before Christianity ever even existed mm -hmm. a lot of vampires but they didn't really have fangs they had like serrated teeth mm -hmm. and they had like claws that they could you know use to to um open the throat the blood mm -hmm. um that came along later like around 1940s the Penny Dreadful, when, the Fangs, and yeah, when he wrote the Count Dracula yes, series, Bram, uh, Count yeah, Dracula novel, Bram and Stoker, that's when yeah. everyone everyone copied and that. that. Kind of got associated as a true yeah. vampire, but actually, they go back a long way. And you know, if you go to Vampires of Legend, they're they're a lot different from vampires of fiction. So I mean, the 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 Dracula I know was a um a um. How would you call him? I know the the the, the Hitler of those days, um, bloodthirsty, but not oh. drinking the blood yet. But bloodthirsty and uh, um, yeah. uh, 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 a warrior, but um, yeah, staking people, staking his mm -hmm. uh, enemies, and he got the reputation, Count Dracula, as being that tyrant, that bloodthirsty tyrant. And apparently uh, when he lost his wife, because she jumped off and killed herself because she thought that he'd died in battle, when he found that out, then he turned against the church and turned into something. That's the story that I know. I love the movie. That's the, I just watched it again. The 19, <laughs> um, when was it 18? When was it filmed? I don't remember, but I just watched it again at Halloween and did a blog post on it actually. So that's, that's how I think of how Dracula was born, not from uh, Bram Stoker, but the way that it's, it's, it's gone on through the years and changed. And like you say, mm -hmm. with Queen of the Damned to, I mean, that's totally that's so arty and totally uh, unique twist. And, and Blade, the trilogy Blade and how he's, they did those films with the vampires. And then you've got um, uh, her with, the, she's a vampire and he's a werewolf, what they called. There was three films of them. Um, I don't remember that one. 
Oh, mm. poo. Yeah, it was really, really good. But three films on, and it was to do with um, changing a uh, werewolf with vampire blood and, and making a new species. Mm -hmm. um, not Neverworld, Never something. I don't remember. I anyway, don't that one. yeah. Oh, you must have done. Yeah, you all <laughs> know. No, you wouldn't have missed that. You must I have done. It. I don't know. Uh, and then there was uh, the. Um, the one that was set in um, Alaska, where they, 30 Days and 30 Nights, it's called. And it's uh, about the vampires taking over the town during the, because you've got so much darkness in those days that they were able to, to feed as much as they want. And that was a fantastic film. Just so many, so many vampire films out there, but all of them, thankfully have a different twist to them and mm. and change the original story but what I'm saying with yours yes he can go out some of them can go out some with an amulet a cross doesn't bother them what about holy water no in fact no. they even go to church if they want to they don't they can walk out. into church brilliant uh yeah. stake to the heart no no there we go there's so is, there, is there a way I'm of like, killing your vampire? I'm sorry? Is there a way of killing your vampire? Yeah, sunlight. Sunlight is probably about the only thing that's going to do it, or fire, or, you know. Wow. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's lucky. He's a lucky vampire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, so, not, they're not immortal. They can and do die, but they just don't, it's just not easy to kill them. They're, you know, not susceptible to human diseases or anything. They they're pretty much undead, I guess, yeah. But like like with the Twilight, what she did with them having to move around because of their age, people would notice, which is obvious that's going to happen. I mean, how long has he had his bar vampire for? Vampire since, uh, we, let's see, it would have been 1990 he opened the bar. So yeah, he would probably be, you know, he's getting to the point now where I think I'm going to have to move him out of New Orleans soon, because I don't think he's going to be able to reinvent himself again. And plus his daughter is age, you know, a lot of them are aging. Yeah. So, you know, we, um, I, I'm thinking probably London or Paris. I love London and I love Paris. So it'll be one of those. Two Paris, places. see, I've heard of Parisian vampires. That would be really cool. You'd have to go over to Paris and do all your research. That'd be a good. Well, I'm, 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 I'm going back. I've, I've been there once and, you know, I'm going back uh, probably in 2024. I think it was when we were planning to go. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. You can do your research <laughs> while you're there. But so you definitely on... absolutely. I've, I've been to London too. I love London, so I'm kind of thinking maybe you know London is a good. And we do have the headquarters there. We so, do. Um, yeah, we have a lot of history over in uh, the UK. Yeah, not necessarily yeah. vampires, but definitely there's a lot of dark, dark history in London. Yeah. Well, I went to a bar in Paris, and it's called um, I think it's Harry's um, New York Bar. And it was actually a bar in New York that they moved to Paris, the whole thing. <laughs> I said, you know, maybe I'll do that. We were part of the French Quarter. I mean, not the whole building. Yeah, take the, the whole, yeah, yeah, the name. Take and the, the whole French Quarter, you know, and move it. Move it, move it yeah. Wow. <laughs> so so <laughs> you have three. I'm in the last one. I'm going to have to, you know. Yeah, he's getting, getting like you yeah. say, he's getting to that getting, age now. People yes. are going to start suspecting stuff. Yes. Um, especially when his children are, are growing up fast and he's not aging. Um, 
So you're on three books now, and it sounds like you're definitely going to carry well, on the with the fourth. Fourth one is the fourth one is out there. It's Sex, Blood, Rock and Roll, and Vampire. It's All right, so you got four books now. Four books, and this one goes back to uh, actually it's the second one and the third one, and that it's actually a different series, but it's the same characters and everything. It's just a different story. This one kind of goes back and brings his band into it. Into All right. Story. Oh, cool. <laughs> I used to sing in a rock band. I think I'll enjoy yeah. that book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, you know, he, he brings him in and, and, you know, of course he's um, trying to remain, you know, um, well, he's trying to stay under the radar and, um, you know, he's trying to, like, keep his distance from the band member while he's there. He's visiting New Orleans for a couple of weeks, but turns out there's a another girl in the story who has a connection to him who also meets up with with my main character Quinn and you know and, and um yeah they kind of yeah it, it's unavoidable they have to meet so <laughs> and suspicions mount and you know things uh you know does a cat get out of the bag or not you know and um <laughs> he's gotta he's gotta be careful he's gotta be does he does he use anything to make him age I mean does he put cosmetics on him no him he's a throw back to the 80s you know the 80s rock stars with the long hair like yeah yeah. Hair. yeah you know I kind of he's kind of a combination of I guess John Bon Jovi and uh Sebastian Bach and you know whoever oh my else god at that time you know he's <laughs> love it um, so, yeah. so so book falls out so have you got a plot planned or are you a pantser for book five do you know what you're go where you're going with it? Uh, I'm. I have. A, I usually have a plan, but I'm also by. I'm also a pantser. I go by. Yeah, as I go, I think you know when the characters start telling me what they want to do. Then yeah, okay, right You have to start listening yeah, to these yeah. voices. Yeah, you know, it kind of comes to you then. You know, it doesn't. I've tried the first book. I tried to outline it and do everything. I do that away on number two. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have the idea. Well, I, I have it. a first scene I have one scene and then it's like why did that happen and what's the mm -hmm. conclusion and that's how my books start off just with one scene <laughs> and uh, yeah the rest of the story is in there and it stays it, it in is. there and then comes out when I'm writing but right. yeah no planning never planning <laughs> it's cool no plan. so uh, what I mean you you're into you're stuck on this vampire series but have you wrote anything or are you planning on doing anything in a different genre or with totally different uh, characters keeping with the vampires maybe a different uh knows. no you stuck with him you stuck with who Quinn. knows i don't know uh, <laughs> i don't know we'll see we'll see we'll see where it goes <laughs> okay well um do you have uh like on on facebook or on social media do you have like a special group of uh, like uh, vampire groupies for your books where people um, can go and join up yeah you can uh, i have my uh, page my business page and i have um vampires fan fantastic vamps is the name of the uh, group ah there we go i don't really That's do much with the group you know i'm um which i probably should do more and um but I don't really do that much with it, but I should. Yeah, like I said. Yeah, no, they, it's, it's kind of, we'll get it going such a, a little more. 
you've got such a fantastic story going, a, a wonderful arc and a wonderful plot that's running through these four books already that, yeah, I can imagine you having a fan club for, you know, for Quinn and uh, for the characters and everything. And uh, that'd be really cool if Quinn came in one day and said, yo, guys, how's it going? <laughs> I, I, I really am. I think going to play that up more because I get a lot of traffic on my blog because I have a couple of yeah. posts on there about you know New Orleans vampires and stuff, and I'm, mm. it's in the newsfeed. If you look at New Orleans vampire in Google, it's going to come up. So I get a lot That's of hits so in sense. there, and and you know then people go to the web, you know, travel to navigate the rest of the website. So I probably need to put that on the website that I that I have this group, and that I think that would probably bring some more people in. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, just, you just know, start, and play yeah, play around with it. Have, a, have fun with it. That's what it's all about. So, Karen, where can people find your wonderful series? They're on Amazon. Go to my website, kmfarland.com, and go to book, click on books, and, you know, it'll take you right there. But uh, Amazon is where I'm selling them, and they are on Kindle Unlimited. Kindle Unlimited. I was going yes, to ask that. Yeah. All of them wonderful. Kindle so, Unlimited. people on Kindle Unlimited can go to download load all those books for free right now. And those that are well, well, Kindle <laughs> Limited, they can. No, Kindle Limited, they can. Well, they can. That's right. Yeah, yeah. On Kindle yeah. Unlimited, they can. You're right. Yeah. But uh, the rest of you, go and check out the books and uh, find uh, Karen on social media, especially on Facebook. Join up the groups. And if you love anything to do with vampires like I do and New Orleans and the history behind the, uh, the amazing uh, place that it is, then uh, uh, check out Karen's blog as well. Karen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you as a guest on Behind the Pen and meeting you after so, so long. Well, thank you so much for having me. I wish you all the best with uh, book five and the rest that will be coming because uh, who knows how long you're going to keep going on with this, you know. Until you kill him off. You're going to kill him off. You can't kill him. No, no, he's not going to die. No, you can't. She's not, not going to kill him off. No, no. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All the best with everything that uh, you do, darling. All right. Well, thank you.